Hello and welcome to episode number 15 of The Uphill Goat. This is your host, Andrew Conover. I'm good, but not the greatest of all time. Today, I had a really awesome ski tour. I I went up to Rock Canyon in Provo, Utah, which is super great. It's just five minutes from my apartment here in Provo. And I can just hold my skis and take my moped, no problems. And I was planning just to go and do transition work up there. I only had about an hour and a half total for my window, which left me for about an hour of skiing, maybe an hour or 15. And so I just decided to go and do a little bit of transition work, practicing, especially from skinning to to backpack or to booting, from skinning to booting. Because that's something I haven't done before. And in... The powder keg, which is the U.S. Kimo National Championships, there's a couple of boot packs. And I know the pros can do this transition as fast as eight seconds. And my first transition was terrible. It took me like probably a minute and a half. That's how it goes. That's why I needed to practice. And when I ski Rock Canyon, I'm never expecting to get good skiing. I'm expecting for it to be fun. It's kind of like a fast tat track that's steeper than most tat tracks but and still fun but not like powder, right? Not, not real good skiing. And when I was up there a couple of weeks ago, sledding with some friends, I noticed a skin track that was cut into the mountain, just going up a couple hundred feet up one of the open north facing slopes um, that goes right to the trail. And I looked at it today. It's only maybe half a mile up Rock Canyon, maybe, maybe three quarters of a mile. And I said, I'm going to ski it. And so I broke trail. It was probably a good, you know, 15 kick turns and maybe 100. I think it was 140 vertical feet. Pretty narrow. And then I transitioned to boot and booted up another 10 to 15 feet. And then skied down. And it was awesome. It was deep. It was soft. And it was super, super awesome. So... Yeah, it was like, honestly, it was amazing. I was I was not expecting anything, any good skiing. I only hit one small rock. It was interesting. There was kind of some water flowing down from the cliffs that it led up to. And in that spot, there wasn't any snow. And, and right below it, there was low coverage. And I went too far over there on my first lap down and hit one rock, but no, no damage to the skis. And then I just stayed to the left. And it was honestly such a fun short ski run that is so close to my apartment. And honestly, I'm just in, in awe and amazement that there's something that close to where I live that skis that well and is that easily accessible. So, so cool. And that actually reminds me, in my positive psychology class, I'm taking it with my little sisters, and one of them made a comment um, reflecting on her biology class, how her teacher said that we need to have eyes of wonder, eyes of amazement, a sense of amazement in this beautiful world we live in. And I think we often go through day-to-day life and each of the things that are going on without really stopping and looking around and being mindful and noticing how magnificent this, this place we live in is. And especially here, I mean, the whole world is beautiful. But especially here in Utah, the mountains with the snow and the seasons, when I'm mountain biking or skiing, whatever it is, it's just breathtaking. And I think it's so important that we take time 
as much as possible to be in awe, to be in amazement, and to really appreciate the beauty that is around us. And for me, that's one of the main reasons why I've been so, um, why I love mountain biking and skiing so much is because it gives me that time to go into the mountains and to feel closer to Heavenly Father and His creations. And it helps me to slow down in life and remember the things that are more important. And I was thinking about that today because I, I was in a little bit of awe as I, I was making nice powder turns at, you know, 5,500 feet right by my apartment, which was so, so cool. And also, what a winter. I am in awe at the winter we have been having. It just keeps delivering over and over again. I've had some of the best days of my life skiing. And so on that little, on that little slope of 140 feet, I did, I think, five or six laps on it. And all, all the laps except for the last one, I transitioned to the, the boot just for those 10 feet, just to get the practice of that transition in. And by the end, I was doing it a lot faster. It's still maybe 30 seconds, but I'm, I'm much happier with that improvement. It's definitely something that I'll continue to work on. And a couple of things that I noticed with my transitions is that I need to be a little bit more methodic with it. When I'm trying to go really fast, I'm more prone to make silly mistakes that then end up losing me, costing me more time in the end. And so... I think it's important for a race situation to have be to be well practiced in a way that you can go fast, but also be careful. Because as soon as you become careless, which is going to be easy to do while racing, sometimes your emotions get the best of you and your logic kind of goes out the window and you just want to go as fast as you can. And it could end up being frustrating and, and you could lose time. And I think when you watch the pros do their transitions, you can tell that it is a very well practiced and well established routine and it's simply muscle memory, muscle work at that point. And they don't have to actually think or feel in order to do it. They just they just do it. And that's definitely where I want to get to. And I'm definitely, I would say I'm about to that point for my transitions from ski, from skin to ski. They could certainly be faster, but they're I've done it enough times quickly enough that I feel comfortable doing it. And it's I don't have to think about it a lot. I do the same thing every time. But my Ski to skin and my skin to boot transitions both still need a fair bit of work and the work of being careful with uh, with making sure I don't mess anything up, making sure my skin stay out of the snow. So yeah, maybe this is a good time to talk about what makes a good transition. And I definitely am not an expert in this, but from what I've learned and um, from the videos I've watched and from my experience. One of the most important things is to make sure that you keep your skin out of the snow, the glue side of it, because otherwise it can make your glue stop working, which then leads to skin failure, then you can't even keep going. And obviously in a race situation, that would be detrimental to your race. You have to put on the lace straps and it would make transitions way slower and the whole thing is kind of a mess. You go slower the whole time. It would make it nearly impossible to still have a good race. And... The other thing is that you want to do the same thing every time. So for example, from a from skiing from skinning to skiing, you have to take off your skins, you have to lock your heel in, which means twist your binding, and you have to put your boot in ski mode. 
And I don't know that it matters a ton what order you do it in, as long as you figure out a good pattern for yourself and do it the same way every time. So for me, I have a tail piece, tail clip release in. And first I, first I spin both of my heel pieces so that they're ready to lock in. This is an important step. I made sure to spin them both before I lock one in. Because if I lock one in, then it makes it harder to bend down to spin the other one. But if I do them at the same time, it makes it super quick and easy. And then I lock in, lock my boots all at the same time. So it's all, I'm bending down one motion there. And then I stand up and rip off one skin at a time, put them in my coat, and I'm ready to go. I can do it in, I can do it pretty quickly, like 30 seconds, not bad. Still definitely be a little bit faster, but with my non-race setup, I think it's, I think it's appropriate. And so each, each transition has these different steps from, from skinning to skinning. You have to, you take one ski off at a time and then you put your, both your boots in walk mode and then you put your skin on and then you put that ski on and then you take your other ski off and, and do the same thing. The reason why you just take one ski off at a time is because oftentimes you're standing on deep snow. And if you take both skis off, you'll seat to your knees or further and it makes it more uncomfortable, more difficult to get started again. So that technique can save you a fair bit of time and is super helpful. And again, it's just, it's figuring out how can I, how can I press on this, this skin smoothly and hard enough, but still do it quickly. Cause I find that this is especially when I think I made the most mistakes is when I'm putting my skins back on, I don't press it hard enough against the ski sometimes. And it leaves little gaps for the snow to get in, which can then make it bigger and lead to skin sliding, which doesn't really which isn't something you want. And so overall, yeah, it was honestly super great practice to do those transitions today. And the good skiing was a major bonus. But I hope that as you go around these next few days that you can look at the world with a little bit more wonder and a little bit more awe and enjoy these beautiful creations. As always, thanks for listening and let me know if you have any questions.